Hi. Hi. Guess what it is. What is it? It is 2021. Oh, yeah. It's a new year. Uh-huh. It's spooky shit. Uh-huh. I'm Brandy. I'm Hope. And we are talking about... Okay. So let's just... <laughs> Let's get into the discourse. Let's get into this. So today we are talking about, you clicked on this episode with that has a clever title we haven't thought of yet. Mm-hmm. And it's, you're like, oh, it's about Harry Potter was, what? We're I, talking about Harry Potter. Yeah. We're talking about Harry Potter. Yeah. And I understand the hesitancy to talk about Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, because J.K. Rowling is actively. A bad person. Just decided to. Uh, the Harry Potter discourse lately, if you've been under a rock or don't care about Harry Potter, uh, not caring about Harry Potter, by the way, is a blessing. Thank you. Yeah, strong, powerful. Um, it's so good for you. But she has J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter's, has been just actively making life worse for trans people. Yeah. Um, She's just spouting some real bullshit on Twitter all yeah. the time. So just to say that she's a bad person. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks what she's doing. So, um, however, Harry Potter is encoded into my cerebral cortex. It's really deep. It's a core text. Um, (laughs) It's bigger than the Bible. Like, I know more about it than any other text. I mean, it's it's physically bigger. It is physically bigger, but also um, was way more important to me. Yeah. As a child. I mean... I was always a fan, grew up with it, watched mm-hmm. the movies, all the things, and love. And I, there are still things about it, I think, yeah. to be loved. We just need to murder the creator. Yeah. 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 So, like, but what's going on there? What's uh, happening with Harry Potter? What is the truth? <laughs> we we did an episode similar to this about Smire, and I feel like JK's been... Smire meaning Stephanie Meyer, yeah. author, authoress of the Twilight <laughs> series. Who yeah. turned out to be less problematic than J.K. Rowling. Turns out. In this in in this lifetime. Could you believe? Very strange. But um, yeah, yeah. so what we what we want to get into is what's spooky about Harry Potter. And I think Harry Potter is just generally like it's pretty spooky. It's pretty spooky. You see that third movie? Like oh it's my spooky God. and the teens so... start wearing normal street clothes. And it's then... so gray in the fifth it's movie. So it gets gray. so gray. Scared. Yeah. There's a madman loose. So is there is there truth? Is there reality? Is there a core of of legend, of of mythology that JK just sort of took that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. And it, yes. That's how Harry Potter works. Yeah. It's all like, it's all like folklore, yeah. mythology um, that she's like remixed into her own uh, thing. Which is very fun. So, yeah. And um, so today we want to talk about some of the fantastic creatures of Harry Potter, um, but their real life counterparts because they're real. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, I guess we didn't discuss this before, but we are focusing on The Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, Just, I mean, personally, my favorite book. Mine too. Oh my god, oh my god. are we friends? Are we friends? <laughs> so, who's there? Who's going on? What are, yeah. we, what are we talking about? Do you want to go? Yeah, so I would like to start with um, my number one, my main man. Yeah. Um, Buckbeak. Oh, he's your number one. Uh, well, no, okay, so my number one is Hagrid. <laughs> you know, but yeah. like, I... I well, Hagrid and Buckbeak are like they're like they're thick as thieves. Hagrid loves Buckbeak. Yeah. Hagrid like was devastated when Buckbeak almost died. If you yeah. remember that, and I just love fucking Hagrid so much. Yeah, he so is, you love what he loves. I love what he loves, mm-hmm. and then Buckbeak goes on to be uh, an important character. So Buckbeak is a hippogriff. Yes. Which is stated in the books, and we learn all about, like, what a hippogriff does. Um, it can fly around. It 
Got a bird face. He's got a bird face and a horse body. Yeah. And uh, in the movie, Harry rides it around. In the book, he does not. But it looked really (laughs) cool in the movie. So whatever. How are we going to end this movie if not just like flying into a weird blur screen? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you have to, when you approach a hippogriff, you mm. have to be very polite and yes. bow to it, and it has to accept you or not accept Unless you. Unless you're a Malfoy piece of shit, and mm-hmm. then you get bit. Then you talk Malfoy shit, mm. get Malfoy bit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, I've, I've decided that I've always wanted to know more about the hippogriff. I want, I didn't know if it was a creation of JK's or not, because I'm, I guess, an idiot. No, um, no, But no, I no, found, no. like, a lot of information about it online. So you've heard about horse girls, right? Um... Yes. Have you heard about Hippogriff Girls? No. Also, if you could remix it, if you could be a Hippogriff Girl, why would you be a horse girl? Exactly. Exactly. Just, there's there. Th- this is just something I'm I'm proposing is yeah. that the young girls like if you a lot of horse girls don't have access to horses. No, they're, they're very just, expensive. Yeah, they're just like really love Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Yeah. And I would say that maybe a level up from that would be to go to be a hippogriff girl. Can't, so. like, not even possible. Be, yeah. Like, you, yeah. like, it's so you can't, there's no, like, a, excuse for not having one or not mm-hmm. going on hippogriff rides. Cause Are you just, telling me that this is you? I just think they're really cool. <laughs> Let me tell you about them. Okay. Um, so uh, hippogriffs are offsprings of griffins and uh, mares. So their dad is a griffin, which is uh, a, another legendary real creature mm-hmm. with a uh, eagle head and a lion body. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool, but not as cool as a hippogriff. So, And this is in JK's mythology or in what? This is like mythology writ large. We are outside of oh, JK. So hippogriff, like, that exists that as a exists. name. Yeah. Oh. It's a whole thing. So, okay. Yeah. 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 It's been it's been here throughout time. I'll, I'll get into the timeline. But oh my god. Let me God. just tell you a little bit about him. About about his parentage. Yeah. Um. So it has the head of an eagle, claws with talons, wings mm-hmm. covered with feathers, mm-hmm. and the rest of the body full horse. There's a horse under there. Never knew. And it's really rare because griffins, daddy, mm-hmm. um, regard horses, mama, as prey usually. Oh, that's weird. It's weird. That's a bit of a smire thing going on. Yeah, but this time they fell in love. Okay. Yeah. It um, happens. So this this hippogriff creature was kind of like created. Well, there was this expression in the Middle Ages that was like same as uh, when pigs can fly. Like it means mm-hmm. the same as that. And it's um, something about like mating griffins with horses. So okay. it's, it's impossible. Yeah. That's the same thing. Um so it's it became sort of a a symbol of impossibility and and love. Oh my! I know it's very overcoming romantic. all. Yeah. So it, and this is like medieval, like British. Yeah, shit? medieval British, like, um, like sh- one of the big things that hippogriffs are known for is that Charlemagne's um, knights were said to have ridden on hippogriffs. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. which yeah. is like there's no um, photography or or video cameras. You can't. You can say whatever the fuck you want. You can say whatever you when want. You're Charlemagne, and that sounds cool as hell. Yeah, you can fly. Yeah, um, and they're much easier to tame than tame than griffins because griffins right. are have big beak, bite you. I and mean, a lion underneath, and a lion underneath. This one has a horse. I mean, it still has a beak with smaller beak. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's okay. Um. And it flies fast as lightning. Oh my god! Um, and it's it's 
Well, I mean, just to, just to level set, it is an omnivore, so it eats plants and meat. So, of course. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, when I when I start breeding my own. Yeah, just so you have the information gotcha. to take care of them. Gotcha. Um, they usually dive down at their prey and strike with their clawed forelegs. And um, they also slash with their claws and beak, just so you know, again, for your husbandry yes. Yes. concerns. I, um, I need to have some small critters out there running around in the pasture, give them some enrichment. Mm-hmm. Got to mm-hmm. sort of make it like their hunting behaviors mm-hmm. or emulate mm-hmm. that for them. Yes. Keep their brain happy and healthy. And this is good to have in mind as well. Um, mated pairs actually attack together. Of hippogriffs. Yeah, so they, they'll attack their prey together, which does sound terrifying. Very bad. Um, and they fight to the death to defend their, their, their nests and their hatchlings. Oh my god, they lay eggs? Yeah. And they hatch within 24 hours. Oh my god. Easy. Quick. Efficient. Wow. Yes. They're big fucking eggs. They're big fucking animals. Yeah. I mean, mm. um, and uh, they're, they're prized mounts and many royals, uh, handsome princes, yes. like really want a hippogriff. So they're Was eggs. King Arthur on that shit? I don't know. I didn't find anything specifically about him, mm. but their eggs are like really expensive because everyone wants a hippogriff like to ride around. Yeah, obviously. They're so fun. Um, and they usually hang out like in the sky and they come down when the, it gets too windy. So okay. just, just setting that those pieces out for you. But yeah. Do they live on the ground? Do they got trees? They, they live on the sky and the land, but they yes. mostly live in the sky. On the clouds. To be honest. Yeah, they're just yes. always flying. Wow. Um, like sharks, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I've never seen one. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in Central Asia, the griffin appeared about a thousand years after the Bronze Age, um, like 5th, 4th century BC. I know about that. You know what that is. I know what that is. And it was he was uh, considered a protector from evil, witchcraft, and secret slander. Oh, okay, cool. You mean gossip? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You're going to gossip when that guy is standing behind you? A griffin. Yeah, he's terrifying and beautiful. Yeah. Um, In in Scythian... No, I can't say this word. Scythian mythology, um, griffins guarded grasslands. Um, The fuck is... Where the fuck is It's something Greek. Oh, okay, yeah, cool, cool. Um, And... Like they they guarded sources of gold and gemstones, and if mm-hmm. visitors tried to gather up the precious gems, like they're tourists, they're visiting, they're like, yeah. "Let me grab these gems." The griffins would descend upon them and tear them to pieces. Right. In, in tandem, if they were in love. If <laughs> so, the griffins hunt together too. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is father. Mm-hmm. This is father. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So after in the in the Middle Ages, Christians used the hippogriff as as a symbol of Jesus Christ, who was both human, like a mare, mm. and divine, like a bird. Griffin. No. What? Hippogriff. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but divine like a griffin. Like it e- Well, yes. Yeah. Well, yes, if yeah. you want to get into it. I guess their grandfather. Uh, bur- let's go I mean, through birds, the lineage. No, let's do, no, let's do it. Okay. So I guess the hippogriff is... <laughs> Um, half horse, half yeah. horse fully. Yeah. One fourth. That's the Virgin Mary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, and. <laughs> yes, this is what you're telling me. Go on. <laughs> Who was God? Three and one. <laughs> and the one fourth, one third lion and yeah. one third. No. 
one fourth lion and one fourth eagle. Yeah. So what what part of it is the Holy Ghost? Uh, probably the eagle, don't you think? Probably the eagle. Yeah. Anyway, so that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Mm Hmm. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Yeah. So this creature was spotted in uh, places over time, but there's a there's a uh, history from the Middle Ages um, of this creature being found in France near the town of uh, Criet, um, which is in the county of Roussillon in modern-day France, if you'd like to visit. Yes, of course. Um, but yeah, claw marks were reported to have been found on a rock near this city, and that's believed to have belonged to a hippogriff because they were fucking huge. That's a hippogriff. That's a hippogriff then. Mm-hmm. And if you look back, like, in the Middle Ages... Um, you know what heraldry is? No. So, like, everyone had, like, a suit of armor for their... A suit, like, a little picture for their family. Um, like You mean a coat of arms? Yes, that's <laughs> a it. A suit of armor? I'm a fucking... You know... Are they not the same? Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, the, the study of that is called heraldry. Okay. Um. So, he was... The, the, uh, the freaking hippogriff was in a lot of those. You gotta! They're yeah. cool as hell. They're really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're used to denote a family's like strength, military courage, leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, their connection to Jesus. Yeah. The uh, fact that they're one fourth lion. Yeah. A co- combination of intelligence and strength. Don't know where the intelligence comes from, but that's okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, the reason I tell you this mm-hmm. boring fact is because there's a, a, um, a heraldry scholar from the Middle Ages whose name is Arthur Charles Fox. I'm sorry. Arthur Charles Fox Davies. Very cool. And he says that hippogriffs should not be on any family's coat of arms because Mm. um, they are ugly, (laughs) um, inartistic, and unnecessary. Okay, well, these are just opinions. Their representation leaves one disappointed. Oh. And feeling the the crudeness of the drawing. So... Did, did he get bullied by some artists? I don't know. He had a really strong opinion about it. Did somebody it. kick his... Did some burly artist kick his lunch into the mud? I don't know, but he got hurt. And I just thought yeah. you might want to hear about yeah. that. Yeah. And it's not fun. And... No one's allowed to have cool as fuck griffin, hippogriff, lion horses on their thing. Yeah. Yeah, because that's lame. Yeah, he's being he's being a bitch. It's like someone <laughs> seeing like a van outside with like a cool wizard on it. Yeah. And like that summoning lightning and being like ugly, offensive, gross. It's drawn bad. It makes me feel like it's stupid. Absolutely not. Um. So I think maybe what happened to him is that he never had the chance to have the hippogriff on his coat of arms yeah he had to have like a duck or something stupid so the first like written recorded uh version of the hippogriff was written in this this poem um from the beginning of the 16th century um called orlando furioso um by ludovico aris it doesn't matter doesn't matter um uh, orlando furioso though that sounds like my new drag king name Orlando Furioso. Welcome to the stage. Welcome to the stage, Orlando Furioso. Yes. Yeah, it sounds really boring. Um, It's about knights and stuff. And I always think that's kind of boring. Um, Yeah, sure. But anyway, uh, this uh, poem, like, the reaction to it was a scathing essay, scientific essay on religion by um, a man whose last name is Paul Lynn. 
And his first name is also listed as Paul Lin. So. Okay. Just like Mario Mario Bros. Okay. So Mario Mario wrote this in 1862. (laughs) Yeah. And the essay is entitled, What is Man? What is God? A Scientific Solution to the Religious Problem. Well, we already know God's the, the lion part. Yeah, but he what he's saying is he read this fucking poem yeah. that had stupid hippogriffs in it. And drag kings. And drag kings. Um and he he argued that the animal that a hippogriff could not exist mm. and that it it was not a divine creation, even if it did. Um mm. because the the book of Enoch in the Bible clearly details how Satan and his fallen angels created hybrids by by like mixing them together in hell. So okay, the- okay, okay, but uh, pollen is is it real or is it not real? Because if it's real, then maybe the devil made it. But you just also said it's not real. He so said, which is it? He said he said it's not real, and also if it was, it's not. It's divine. It's not godly. It's so like okay, it's okay. Satan. Because because look at the Sphinx, which he does argue is real. Okay, look at the Sphinx. That is from the devil. That's from the, that's from the devil. I think that's just a, a cat man. That this man riddles. said it's from the devil. Okay. Um, and also, like, so the hippogriff, if it existed, would be from the devil. But also, it, it would, it, this, it's mixed with so many animals that it, it wouldn't be able to support its weight. And its wings would be so heavy that flight would be impossible. Yeah, science. Which proves Bring without science. question yeah. that it doesn't exist. Except for if a devil made it. Which it could and it does. Could. Just he just needs you to know that you should not be liking this creature. They're so cool. Yeah, but no, they're not. No. They're st- they're stupid, and Satan made them, but they're also not real. But <laughs> <laughs> but sphinxes are, and I don't know how to feel about them. Yeah, and he well, Satan made them, so you should feel bad if we you listen to this essay, which is bad. from 1862, which was not that long ago. Oh, dude, I thought this was another medieval man. No. <laughs> Oh, Paul. Like what? Paul. Yeah. Don't try. So, yeah. Um, I, I there's. I'll just go into a couple of, of, of stories. Um, mm. This this story purports that the hippogriff is fake. Um, it's just, it, it's about um, one of the most famous, like, cryptid pranks of the 1900s. Like, the, the first 10 years of the, mm-hmm. the 1900s. I love a good old-timey cryptid prank. It's always what I end up telling because that's just what I enjoy. Yeah. Um. So, so there. Uh, do you know where? No, you haven't been here. In in upstate New York, there's a beautiful region where rich people live called the uh, Adirondacks, and there's like rivers. Um. Anyway, in sure. Ni- don't worry about it. In don't, 1904, yeah. um, this artist called Harry Watrous, um, who was like a really well known genre painter. Mm-hmm. And one-time president of the National Academy of Design, okay. he made a wager with Colonel William Mann, editor of Town Topics, a New York scandal sheet. Oh. The men competed over who could catch the largest trout. And one day, Mann held up what appeared to be a 30 to 40 pound specimen as his boat passed by Watrous's. That's pretty impressive. However, oh. the artist, mm-hmm. Watrous, later determined that the fish was a painted wood fake. Oh. And he he decided to scheme to out-trick the trickster. Oh, very good, very good. So 30 years after this event, which I will describe to you, Watrous, the, the genre artist, uh, wrote about it. So these are his own words. Yes. Um, 
while the colonel was in New York attending to business, colonel is his the the bad fish man. It would really yes. Fish. yes, 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 yes. Um, do also, it- don't try to fool an artist with like a painted recreation. He can see that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they both have so much time on their hands because they're so rich. They're so rich. They, they just... have no problems. And they're just going to die at the age of 36 by syphilis or something. Yeah. So yeah. Though we're having a good time and we have time to, to trick each other. Exactly. So um, when the colonel was out of town, basically, in 1904, um, Watrous got a cedar log and fashioned to one end of it. Um, this is his journal. My idea of a sea monster or hippogriff. So he's, first of all, made a big mistake in conflating those two things because they are not similar at all. You told me right at the beginning of this, the land and the sky. Sea had nothing to do with it. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck. Okay. But he continues to call it a hippogriff. This is just fancy. Yeah. This is like, I don't know. His hippogriff can can swim. Okay. Okay. Um, But he made it have a big mouth, a couple of ears, like the ears of an ass, uh, four big teeth. Two in the upper and two in the lower jaw. And for eyes, I inserted in the sockets of the monster two telegraph pole insulators of green glass. Oh. And then he painted it with yellow and black stripes. Oh. Um, and painted red nostrils and a mouth and made the ears blue. So that's a very... Wow. All over the place. Fanciful. Kind of fanciful hippogriff. Donkey creature. <laughs> Um, so the log was 10 feet long and then it had a little head on it. Yeah. And, um, it's like if a griffin was sort of just like half blind and instead of finding a beautiful horse of the Cimarron, they find just like a fucked up blue donkey. I don't. And they're like, that's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's their child. And he's stuck in the water for some reason. And he was born in the middle of the ocean. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and at the bottom of the long, he, of the log. At the bottom of the log, he attached a, a light rope, which uh, he put through a pulley attached to a stone. Like, he had a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And then he that was 100 feet long. He could manipulate it from the shore. Just a giant puppet. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cool. So here's what happened. Um, so he went out. I'll read it to you in his voice. Thank you. Well, I went out and anchored the hippogriff close to the path, which Colonel Mann's boat would have to take from the landing to his island. I tested the monster several times, sunk it, and waited for Colonel Mann and his party to arrive on Saturday afternoon. Indeed. The colonel had his guests, Mr. Davies, Mrs. Bates, and several other congenial spirits. Hidden behind a clump of bushes on the shore, I watched as the launch approached, and just as as it was about ten feet away from my trap, I released the monster. Mm. It came up nobly, its head shaking as if to rid itself of the water. Indeed. And I will say that to several people in Colonel Mann's boat, it was a very menacing spectacle. Oh, I might just swoon upon this boat. Mr. Davies, who had a rather high-pitched voice, uttered a scream that must have been heard as far away as Burlington, Vermont. How unmanly of him. Mrs. Bates, a very intrepid lady of Milesian, which I found out I looked it up, means Irish. Okay. Extraction. Stood on the seat in the boat and beat the water with her parasol, oh. shouting indistinguishable sentences in her native tongue. Colonel Mann shouted, Good God, what is it? Through mm. his whiskers and kept repeating his query as long as the boat was in sight. As soon as I gave the audience a good look at the hippogriff, I pulled it down to the bottom of the lake again. <laughs> oh, he got them, didn't he? And then he, like, kind of moved it around the island to, like, mm-hmm. get pictures of it and everything. But it really, um... 
It made a splash. It made a splash. It was like literally. They wrote about it in the Daily News. They're like, yeah. there's a hippogriff out there. Yeah. Um, you and- think Mr. Scandal Sheet would be all over it? Yeah, but he was scared. Mm. I mean, you can see, I sent you a Facebook message of a photograph of the top head of the monster. Oh, please. Oh, please. Um, It's very terrifying. Um, Okay, I'm seeing the photo. (laughs) So I'm looking at the photo. Very small. It looks like, oh, it looks like a, Uh it looks like a plank of wood. Yeah. With like, maybe, maybe some cardboard wings Mm -hmm. stuck to it and, and just like a, um, just like another chunk of wood that's yeah. sort of like a face. It's very small. It's like a, it's like smaller than a a hockey, yeah thing. A it, pole. It looks very stupid. It looks extremely. It looks like I made it in my kindergarten class. Yes, it looks very bad and stupid. Um, it did have a longer pole attached to it. Yeah, but this is just the head of it. It looks really bad. It looks and extremely it stupid. It scared a lot of people. And yeah. it's clearly fake. And for the next, like, 30 years, this guy kept bringing out the hippogriff. Little blue-ass And people started to look forward to it yeah. and believe that there was a dude out there. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously fake, right? Of course. Hippogriffs right. are majestic. They're beautiful, powerful creatures yeah. of the sky. They're also like, yeah, they're not in the water. I don't know what the fuck. He called it a hippogriff. He doesn't even know. He, he doesn't, doesn't even listen know. to our podcast. But I mean, in closing, I just want to share with you. I think what the real hippogriffs grips. I want to share with you what I think the real hippogriffs have evolved into. Oh, my God. In real life. Yeah. So, um. I, have you heard of the shoebill stork? No, I have not. It's a big bird. Okay. And it it you have to, ba- it's like, it's like, I mean, like, if you've ever hung out with like an ostrich or anything, you know, they're like dicks. I mean, I haven't had the chance, but I would love to. They're like, they're bad people. Like, they're not nice. Could but, kick you right in the face and give you a concussion? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But this guy also has an attitude mm. and you have to bow to him oh? before you can pet him. Or get near him. And he understands that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I sent you a video of Sushi, the shoebill store. <laughs> and he lives in the Uganda Wildlife Education Center. Wow. In Entebib. And he's a big bird. Like, the horse parts just sort of went away. Yeah, I think he evolved out of them. No need. So if you could just watch that video and describe what's happening. Yes, yes. Let me let me get that up. Let me mm-hmm. get that a-loading. Um... Oh, my God. This stork is as large as a man. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, and he's there. The the man is bowing to the stork and the stork is bowing back. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. It's Bill is as big as a man's foot. Holy yeah. shit. He looks like Buckbeak. It's like he's like 20 feet tall. <laughs> this is a 20 foot tall. And his legs are as thin as needles, but his head is as huge as just, like, a full man. Yeah. So I think he lost his horse body. Yeah, he didn't need it. He didn't need it. Plus, he probably got tired of wizards trying to climb up on there. I think I think you are touching on exactly the yes. point I was going to make. Yes. This motherfucker wanted to be free. Yeah. Clearly, he is, like, an intelligent lover like he, yeah, he's got the eyes of a human. Yeah. So this guy was like, 
I, you know what? I do not want to be like these knight's toys. No, Charlemagne can eat it. Yeah, I think he got rid of his horse body over time, mm-hmm. and 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 just became this this very prehistoric looking crazy ass bird. Yeah, that only lives in Uganda, and there's only five thousand of them left. Oh my god, protect them! Because hippogriffs were rare in the first place. Remember, right? Because it, you know, griffin mares. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's a different situation yeah. than creating a baby chomp a chomp yeah and i mean just that's, that's, that's the information i had to share with you about Griffins wow and, um, i'm so excited that they're living here with us in uganda yeah they're wow. they're endangered but you know like you know i i think they they were never really that plentiful no we so. can we can support them yeah we can we can treasure them i support them and treasure them yeah mm-hmm. look so at us spreading awareness are we like Philanthropist? Are we fully like we're philanthropists? We're philanthropists. We're, uh, <laughs> we're philanthropists. Can I tell you about another creature from the Prisoner of Azkaban? Yes, a very I wish you would. Dramatic, a yes, very I important one that really makes a, quite a splash and, and is oh. one of the fan favorites of Tumblr. <laughs> oh, don't even. <laughs> and it's a big black dog. Oh, that may or may not be a man. Perhaps it's serious black. Oh. An animal, <gasps> or is it the Grim? The Grim. That's the same. I am talking about the black dogs of the British Isles, and let me just say that this idea came from our number one fan and best friend Donna Barr. Thank, Thank you, you, Donna. Donna. Barr. So, the black dogs of British Isles is just like a a just amalgam of so many magical black dogs that oh. just haunt the British Isles. I love the black dog. Mm-hmm. Very strong, very cool. And I'm just going to yeah. tell you generally what they're about. Okay. Um, and then we'll get to the specifics. Because, like, each town, like, each little Norfolkshire pumperding <laughs> has their own dog. Oh. Um, so, yeah. What are they? They are uh, a black dog that's common in British folklore. Sometimes they're spectral. They come in and out. Oh. They disappear. Uh, sometimes they're demonic. They live behind fiery footprints and brimstone stenches in your church. Oh. Um, but always they are portents of death or impending doom. Wait. So, like, I go to church. Yeah. And there's just a black dog there. If you see a black dog running through your church, <gasps> um, it might kill you. Or you might die. <gasps> it's like you okay. don't want to see him. Got it. Wait, uh, but it, w- yeah. Do other people see the dog, or is it just you who sees it? It yeah. Anybody who's there who sees it will see the dog. So the the general advice okay. is if you hear the howling, if you have uncomfortable feelings about dogs being around, close them eyes. You don't want to see this portent of death. Oh, that helps. Yeah. Okay. They are meant to be feared. And a lot of times they're malevolent. They are not nice. Yeah. Um, sometimes they just outright murder. What? You, you bring what? up the church one. What? And there's one, there's one boy named, um, his name is uh, Black Shuck. He one time ran through a church and just like murdered two people <gasps> and then fucking ran out. This just sounds like a real story about a dog. Yeah, don't fuck with Black Shuck. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, Shuck indeed. So um, (laughs) if you see them, you will probably die within a year or someone close to you will die within a year. It's not great. Um, But some of them, a a few of them are friendly. A few of them will actually help you if you're lost in the woods. They'll like lead you somewhere or they'll like guard you from scarier things. I have two questions. Yeah. One, how big? Just 
fucking big dog. You know, enormous. Just like Newfoundland, like like bigger than a wolf. Oh shit, that's huge. Yeah, big guy. Okay, two. How do I gain their favor? Well, you have to come across the right one because they all have their own temperaments. They all have their own thing. Mm -hmm. Most of them are dicks. Wow. But if you are in like New Falkland woods or whatever the fuck he's got going on, he might help you. I have another question though. Yeah. Don't we live in our lives by the tenet that there are no bad dogs? Yeah. Is there a way to rehabilitate these dogs <laughs> to make them more adoptable? Here's Maybe the put thing. them in a sweater. Oh, I mean, a lot of them are made out of from the devil. So, oh, these are devil dogs. Some of them are devil dogs. Okay. Yeah. The, kind of hellhounds. Hellhounds, if you okay. will. Okay. Um, some of them don't even have mass. They don't have mass. Yeah. They're just floating kind of, yeah. gliding. Yeah. So like okay. take take true dogs away because these are something else. Okay. Understood. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Got yeah. It. I think some, some of the origin legends is like Odin had a dog and just like left him here. Magical oh. dog. Um, okay. So where they show up, they're typically at crossroads, mm-hmm. uh, dangerous dark woods. Um, they love a churchyard. Yeah. They love places of execution. Of course. Number one. And just ancient pathways. Places that were and are not anymore. Ooh. Yeah. Um, what do they look like? Well, we know huge black dog. Yeah, big dog. They've got glowing, like, fiery eyes. Just oh. light up the room yeah that's eyes. different from a regular dog that's different sometimes they only got one big eye oh like a cyclops in the middle or on the side right in the middle okay got right it. in the middle looking at you oh yeah yeah um sometimes they're kind of amorphous sometimes they're just like a shape uh okay. they, they they come in and out um sometimes they're shape-shifting so you don't even know and uh the one thing very important the howling is very clear, very distinct. It will make your blood run cold, like nothing you've ever heard before. Oh, but his footfalls are always silent. <gasps> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That so is scary. You hear that howl, you better close your eyes and hope that he's not walking right behind you because you wouldn't be able to hear him. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So who are they? There's a bunch of them. There's no, like, conclusive black dog and they're not all, like, of the same tribe. They're just, like, they're all individuals. Okay. They all have their own personality. They sort of just fall in these general things, like they're bastards and they mean death. Okay. Um, but they all have their own names, their own things. So here's some of them. Some of the most famous. We've got Barguest. Who Barguest? We've got Black Shuck. Black Shuck. Harry Jack. Harry Jack. Scricker. Scricker. Churchyard Beast. Churchyard Beast. Shug Monkey. Shug Monkey? Shug Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shug Monkey. Capel Weight. Capel weight? Or capel th- weight. It's some British shit. Okay. Mahdi do. <laughs> Mahdi do. Come here, Mahdi do. Mahdi do. Um, hateful thing. Oh, just fourteen. Which is rude. <laughs> uh, swooning shadow. Swooning shadow. My best friend. The bogey beast. The bogey beast. <laughs> uh, guy trash is one guy trash guy trash that sounds like a fucking sick band sometimes sometimes just trash that's also sounds like a sick band yeah um old road ogan old road ogan yeah he's from flanders so you know where he hangs out yeah okay old road ogan okay spelled with a lot of u's ah um and dip 
<laughs> Dip is a good dog name. Yeah, Dip is good. Yeah. So, um, but we're talking about HP. We're talking about Harry Potter. We're talking yeah, about sure. the the cursed text. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's talk about the Grim. Yeah, because in Harry Potter, the Harry Potter sees his uncle. Nope, his stepfather. Nope, his godfather, mm-hmm. Sirius. Around because Sirius is watching him, big dog, and 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 his his he can change into a big black dog. So everyone's mm-hmm. like, "That is an omen of death." That's the Grim, yeah. and Trelawney's like, "The Grim, my boy." Yeah, so we're all we're all freaked out about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she J.K. did not make this up. Mm-hmm. The Grim is a guy. Um, he's also known as the Church Grim, and okay. basically the idea is when a new church was opened up. You built it up. Uh, it was believed that the first person buried there had to guard it against the devil, which sucks. Oh. Which is not fun. That's, that's, that job sucks. Yeah, yeah. So in order to prevent like a human having to do this for their whole life and death forever, they would uh, bury a black dog under the cornerstone of the church into the foundations as like a sacrifice. Oh my God. So the dog would be the guardian. They would sacrifice a dog. No, no wonder why that dog no is why the pissed. Dog is yeah, just mean. Um, so the dog does oversee the welfare of the church. It protects the churchyard from those who would profane or commit sacrilege against it. What uh, by eating them? Like what? He's he's there and he's scary and they go. Oh, okay. Um, Got and it. so like thieves and vandals don't want to see that. Yeah, very mm-hmm. blood chilling screams mm-hmm. of. Well, I guess they're howls. Also, like, <laughs> witches, warlocks, and the devil don't want to hang out with this okay. guy. So this guy is not of the devil. He was created by humans. Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay, this one's different. As a church sacrifice. That's weird. It's fucked up. <laughs> but it does sound effective. Yeah. So they are still portents of death. If mm-hmm. you, like, if you're a thief and you're going in there and you see him, you will die. He'll eat you? No, 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 no. They just, like, they, like, put a grim curse on you. They're oh, like, you will die, like, soon. You will die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then sometimes, like, if you're already gonna die, they sort of, they show up to, like, give you a warning. You know? Oh. So, like, HP wasn't gonna die because he saw one. He was gonna die anyway. And the grim was like, I'll li- I'm letting you know in advance. You you are going to die. Yeah. Wait. Did Harry ever actually see the Grim, or was it always no, serious? It was okay. just serious. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, the things they do at the church. They guard it. They walk around. They're known to toll the church bell at midnight before a death takes place. Very scary. The dog does that? Yeah, the dog does that. <laughs> okay. Um, and then during funerals, if the presiding clergyman sees the Grim hanging out, looking um, at the funeral, they can determine from like how it looks, and I don't know how it needs to look but they can mm-hmm. determine from how it looks if the deceased person is going to heaven or hell oh yeah the grim can tell you that that is very useful yeah so this is a real grim and if harry knew anything about grims he knew that they only hang around churches and so they wouldn't be at hogwarts and in in, in in harry potter book it's grim is everywhere yeah yeah they are just the general you gonna die sort of thing but let me tell you about another friend and this might be familiar to you this is a classic dog named padfoot (gasps) is that that serious's name that's serious's nickname but it's actually the name of one of these black dogs who lives in wakefield leeds and pudsey y'all make fun of y'all think i should be making fun of these british names but there's a place here named pudsey and you live there 
Excuse yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, they have their local black dog named Padfoot. He's also a death omen. Uh-huh. Um, and he's called that because he's so light on his paws. You can't hear the footsteps. Get it? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then he just kind of appears like right at your side or like right in front of you. And you're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, it can utter a roar unlike any like known animal sound. Very scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you can hear the trailing of a chain behind it. <gasps> even if you can't hear the feet. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, it's best to leave Padfoot alone. Uh, don't try to talk to him or attack him because he'll fuck you up. Yeah. Um, there's one story of a guy who tried to kick Padfoot, which, what the fuck? Why, what, what? This dog appears in front of you. You you can't hear its feet steps. Uh It makes a crazy noise and then you try to kick it? Yeah. Very stupid. And so, uh, Padfoot dragged him through a hedge and a ditch all the way to his home and left him under his own window, which was nice. Mm-hmm. didn't murder him but because he did see him he did die within a year yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah um and then there was another guy who saw a white pad foot which is very rare oh yeah and he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna kick that what <laughs> no he wanted to hit it with a stick okay it's fucking this guy and it passed right through him spectral huh? spectral padfoot but and so this stupid ass just like ran home in fear and then immediately he got sick and fucking died so even if, if you see the white one, you still die. Yeah. Okay. Well, especially if you try to hit it with a stick. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I was making fun of these guys, but honestly, like, have you been in a haunted house and want to punch someone who pops up at you? You know? Sometimes mm-hmm. we just have a reaction. Yeah. But I would... But if you saw, like, a spectral white dog... Well, I would never. I would never. Yeah, I couldn't. No. Yeah. No. no you be- could drag me all the way home. I would never. I would never hurt you. So Sweet pup. Those are the two HP references, but I want to tell you about my favorite black dog okay. because his story is wild. Okay. Um, he's the black dog of Newgate. Okay. Um, and this guy haunts the former Newgate prison of London. So uh-huh. where the prison once stood, it's been knocked down and now it's like Old Bailey. If you know about that in London, oh, some old building. But like he still haunts around the area. Okay. And the earliest recorded account of the Black Dog Newgate is from 1596. And it's actually credited to a person with a name. He was a prison inmate there yeah. named Luke Hutton. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you about Newgate Prison. It was bad. Like mm. most places in old London. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was notorious for appalling conditions, just like horrible mm. times for the inmates, general nastiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this... 18th century writer Henry Fielding, he once called it, quote, a prototype of hell. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. It sucks. So um, this is the story of the black dog. Apparently, during the reign of King Henry III, which was in the mid 1200s, mm-hmm. a scholar was sent to Newgate Prison um, because he had a reputation of being a sorcerer. Because, wow. Yeah. Just because of his reputation. Well, I guess the king was like, he has done witchcraft against the crown. Oh, well, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. But, but, I mean, it's witchcraft. Maybe he was just doing spells. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he was just having a good time. Maybe he was just, like, keeping his hands warm. Doing yeah. Whatever. He's a scholar. He's a nerd. Whatever. Yeah, he's doing research. Um, so, unfortunately for him, there was a horrible famine on. Uh-huh. And he's a big nerd. So, uh, the prisoners were like, I'm going to eat that. They were going to eat the nerd man. They were going to eat the man. Yeah. The Got scholar it. man. So, they did... They ate him. All of yeah, basically a bunch of inmates that were that were close enough to him just murdered the hell out of him real quick and ate him up. 
This sounds really bad. Yeah, it sucks here. So shortly after, the inmates begin seeing a specter of a monstrous black dog oh. walking up and down the prison aisles. Oh. And uh, they were like, what the fuck is this? But uh, who could it be but a creature of revenge that only a nerd who happened to be a sorcerer would conjure up. Oh my Do not eat a sorcerer. Do not eat a warlock. Oh my god. So in his death? In his death, he created a revenge black dog. And this guy found the inmates responsible and fucking ripped them apart. He oh. just went up and down the halls, tearing them apart, ripping limb from limb. Right. Others would just die from pure fright. I mean... Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the panic was so bad that a bunch of guards were murdered by the convicts because they were trying to escape the prison before the dog returned at night because he came oh, only at night. Shit. Um, but those who managed to escape and get out were hunted down by the black dog. <gasps> and yeah. they were, in turn torn apart even the ones who weren't involved in the cannibalism no, only the ones who were oh, okay. involved yeah 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 and so once everybody who was involved was dead the dog's rampaging came to an end so that was okay but mm-hmm. he still stuck around and to this day his presence can be felt the newgate prison is not there but there is a narrow alleyway behind the prison known as dead man's walk uh-huh. which was basically the passageway from the prison to the execution place where they would lead the condemned criminals. Yes. So you know Black Dog's gonna like it there. Oh, he hangs out there. Mm-hmm. So it's now known in present day as Amen Court. Okay. Um, And Black Dog hang out there. Yeah. Black Dog's still seen there. Um, There are numerous accounts reporting that it has like a, a black shapeless form. So one of those shape-shifting ones. Um, and that whenever it appears, they often state that you have the sound of dragging footsteps along oh, with it. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And then along with a hideous odor, the stench of death. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. That's nasty. Yeah. So that's, that's a nasty, nasty story. That's the black dog of Newgate. And if you go to London and if you go to Eamon Court, you and can you, see him. If you see him, though, you will die in a year. You will die in a year or someone close to you at the very least. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think yeah. that's not a good idea. No, <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Um. Do you do you believe in your black dog? Oh my god! Yeah, that he's yeah. there in Newgate, absolutely, and all these other ones. Yeah. Yes. Why wouldn't we have a spectral black dog harbinger of death and doom in every little town in Norfolkshire of British? Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah, because what is even like the the. A lot of monster stories have, like, a moral, like, don't go into the fucking woods. Mm-hmm. This one is kind of just, like, they're out there and they're going to look at you and you're going to die. Yeah. So. And, like, well, I guess don't fuck with the church. Don't fuck with the church, but sometimes, like, like those people were in church. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and you just ran ate. up there and ate They them. went to church like they were supposed to. Yeah, Black Shuck is specifically a devil one. Oh, okay. I see. He's he's the brimstone and, and the fiery footsteps guy. He's a, a big nasty yeah, that's a nasty boy. Yeah. So yeah. It's a nasty boy. Um I, I believe in all of them. Yeah. You especially, know. especially um Shrug Monkey. Well that is <laughs> What the what does Shrug Monkey do? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> also his name is Shug Monkey. <laughs> so British. Yeah. 
Shug monkey. Shug monkey. Um, what about the hippogriffs? Yeah, yeah. I I showed you a video of her yeah. I saw one in person, <laughs> so I think you have to believe. Yeah. That's absolutely. what they look like now. They've dropped the horse body. They have the power to do that. Yeah, absolutely. They can lay eggs and hatch them in 24 hours. It's okay. They're they're magical. There are magical creatures. Also, that bird was fucking bowing to the man. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Um, and mine, I mean, like, mine wasn't as spooky as yours. But That's just evolution. Sometimes you just want to, you want to hear about a cool, you just are, just they're really cool. Like, hippogriffs mm-hmm. are really cool and I want to, like, read about them and I want to know about them. Mm-hmm. And I am the hippogriff girl. You're a hippogriff girl. Now. Yeah. Bad advice. My bad advice would be to uh, go to that place in London mm. and just go there to yeah. see if the black dog is there. Because you can't win that one. No. Because you're going to die if you see the black dog. And if you don't, I mean, we all die anyway, but right. um, you won't see it. So don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um. So my bad advice would be to go there. To go there. Mm-hmm. Maybe bring a stick. Yeah. Flail it around. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, try to bring, like, dog treats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my bad advice would be to uh, disrespect a hippogriff, Mm. to come upon it and suggest that it has blue ears of an ass, (laughs) to uh, not bow all the way down Mm -hmm. to the floor. Very disrespectful. In front of it. And not understand that it is 800 feet tall. Yeah. And it can murder you with its giant... (laughs) huge terrifying beak thing um so yeah that's that's my bad advice for you great fantastic Mm -hmm. um so what you can do Mm -hmm. dear listener um you can follow us on at spooky shit pod and i will post this weird bird and any images brandy can find of her black dogs mm-hmm. also and it looks like a black dog it looks like a black dog or may i guess we'll just we can just post pictures of our chihuahua yeah we have a chihuahua now that lives in this house so her name is Gigi. um and i want to also thank uh kieran amadeus for our beautiful fabulous wonderful theme song mm-hmm. and um, oh if you want to hear more about harry potter creatures or mm-hmm. you have ghost stories, mm-hmm. or you want us to talk about the Sphinx and how she's created by mm-hmm. the devil. Yeah, now I do want to talk about the Sphinx. Yeah, if you have any of these ideas, suggestions, you want to get mad about J.K. Rowling at us, um, we have an email. And yeah. that's just spookyshippod at gmail.com. So send a little letter and uh, let us know what you think. And don't look at the black dog. Close them eyes. And just unfollow JK Rowling on Twitter. It's not worth it. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, bye.